Turn to Psalm 2042 tonight. I had contemplating doing this for the devotional, but it's a little bit too long for devotional. 142. Psalms 142. Like I said, I thought about doing this as a devotional, but a little bit too long for a devotional. I could have broke it up into two pieces, but I said, well, let's just do it tonight. Some of us need it tonight. Some of us need it tonight. Let's just read the whole chapter. It's only seven verses. David said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privately laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried in the Lord, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attending to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt dealt bountifully with me. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to open our hearts and minds. Lord, just speak to our hearts tonight, Lord. Some people are in a deep place. Some people are in a dark place. But, Lord, we know that you're able to bring them out. And we just praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. If your Bible has a heading of this, this chapter in Psalms, uh, it says a prayer when David was in the cave. Uh, it's when he was in a cave. David is not sitting in a palace on the throne. Uh, this is David that uh, had slain the giant. Uh, David... Uh, uh, is, that was leading Israel. He's not, he's not lifted up as a leader of Israel. This is the God's chosen man, a man after God's own heart that's being run from the kingdom of God. And he's running for his life. And every person in here tonight has experienced good days with God. Amen. God has been good to you. You absolutely joy the presence of God in your life. But on the other side of that coin, there are some people that experience the goodness of God. You may also experience some hard times as well. The devil didn't like losing you when you got saved. He didn't like losing you to God. Devil doesn't lighten the fact that God blesses you. But can I tell you, the devil doesn't get the last word in your life. God gets the last word, but when do you, uh, what do you do when you're going through that experience uh, 
like David living in a cave. Can I tell you that some of God's choicest men live through the cave experiences, trapped in a cave, hiding in a cave. They were, they, they, they were living in a cave experience. Elijah uh, experienced time in a cave. David experienced time in a cave. Jesus experienced time in a cave. He said, when did Jesus up being in a cave? Well, the tomb is about the same thing as a cave. But three days later, he came out. I'm glad to tell you that cave in the side of the mountain is not always the last place you'll be. We can come out of the cave. God's been good enough with you. God is good in the good times, but God is still good in the bad times. You may be in a cave experience tonight where it just seems like you don't know which way to go. Seems like you don't have a friend like David here. I looked to my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that I knew would help me. You, you may be in that position tonight. Now, I'm not talking literally about a cave. I'm talking spiritually minded in a cave tonight. A dark place. A place that you think there's no help, no way out. You don't understand how you got there. But all you know is that you're in a dark place in your life and you need somebody to help you out. Can I say God knows how to bring every child out of a dark place tonight? Preaching tonight on how you should come out of your cave shouting. In these verses, David cries out seven times before the Lord in his cave experience. He said, I'm overwhelmed. I only have one place to go. When I'm down in my cave experience. Let me say this before I get started. Down in a cave experience is not time to make a decision in your life. It's not time to give up. You say, well, I'll sit back down and, and maybe I should get up or give up or throw the towel in. It's not time to make a decision in your cave experience. Maybe you're going through a struggle tonight. Maybe you're facing some difficulties. Maybe I just need to get out of church for a while. Get away from those people for a while. You say, that's where I'm at right now. But can I say this, the same God that led you into the cave experience is the same God that will lead you out of that cave experience. It's not time to throw in a towel. It's not time to give up. Elijah went through a cave experience. Elijah prayed that he would die in his cave experience. He said, I, I, I'm not better than my own father's. 
He prayed to God, but God said, no, I have another plan for you. And we read that Elijah never tasted death. Listen to us. When you get down in those deep, dark times, maybe our prayers are not where they should be. Maybe we're not asking the right questions in our deep experience of darkness, sadness, or trials, or discouragement. It's not time to make a decision. Listen, more preachers give up on God in those dark times. They give up on the ministry in those down times. Many spouses walk out on each other in those down times when they're struggling. More people get out of church when they're going through a valley than any other time in their life. Listen to me, don't let decay become your grave. The things that you're going through right now is not there to bury you, but it's there to better you. Here David seven times cries out to God and said, Lord, where have I got to go but to you? He said, I have no refuge. Then said, but thou art my refuge. When you got nowhere to go, you got no one to depend on, no one to count on, run to Jesus. In fact, you better run to Jesus. I, I believe all of us can make it through our cave experience. I believe that we all can come through the cave experience shouting and praising God and giving Him the glory more than anything else in any other time. Amen? So I'm going to give you three things real quick. Like on Wednesday night, I told you, I'm try to keep them short. But I want you to see the environment of the cave. Caves are dark. There's no light in a cave. The environment is a dark place. Maybe it's not physical, but spiritually, I'm talking about this morning, this evening, that uh, you may be going through a cave experience. It gets dark on you. You don't know what to do or where to go. And here David is sitting in the darkness of the cave, and this is what he's saying. I've got nowhere else to go, nobody else to turn to, because it's a dark place. David was in the cave because of Saul. Saul was looking to kill David. Let me tell you something. It's a bad thing that when your cave experience is caused by someone else that you're hanging out with. Those that are closest to you that can put you in that cave experience, that dark spiritual experience. There are people that are experiencing uh, cave times but not on, because of their own choosing, because someone else put them there. He's just running for his life. It's not worth nowhere else to go. There may be some people in your own family that you cannot trust. 
There may be some people that you work with that you might not be able to trust. And believe it or not, there may be some people in the church that you cannot trust. I would love to trust everyone, but it seems like I'm in a dark place in my life. Can I say caves are a dangerous place? I don't know if any all of y'all have been in caves. I know some of us have been in the caves. We went to a cave and went deep, deep down into the cave. And when we got down there, they said, stand still. And they cut the lights out. I've never experienced darkness like that before in my life. You didn't want to move. You were scared to move, in fact, because you didn't know where you were going. You just stood there in awe like, I, I can't see anything. Can I tell you, spiritually, sometimes that's the way we get. It seems like the light is gone. It seems like there's no light whatsoever. And we just get in that dark place and we don't want to move. We don't want to do anything. We don't want to pray. We don't want to go to church. We don't want to tell anybody anything. We just get in that dark place and sit there and don't move. It's a dangerous place. You may be in that dangerous place tonight. And I know some of y'all are there. I know some of us are facing that dangerous, dark, spiritual place. Can I say this? Caves will define you. David's life was defined in this chapter. We read God uh, uh, turned David light in the spotlight here. We have heard of people giving up on their marriages, giving up on a church, uh, uh, giving up on the, uh, 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 reading the Bible. And one of the saddest stories is when you hear a teenager giving up on their own life because they're in a dark place. It defined them. They get to the place where they get disconnected from everybody else around them. There was no hope. There was no help. And I'm talking about Christian people. You've never gone too far that the hand of God cannot reach you where you're at. So what did David do in this cave when it got dark, when it got dangerous? David cried out to the Lord. And God heard his cry. If God can hear David's cry in the cave, I promise you God will hear your cry in the cave, in that spiritual darkness when you don't want to move and it seems like there's no hope, no way out. You just cry out to God and I promise you He will hear you. Let me say this. Don't live in your cave. I know so many people have just given up and they stayed in that cave environment. Learn to lean in your cave. Don't make the cave a permanent resident in your life. There have been people that's been living in caves for years. They have set up residence where God meant to define them, not to tie you down, 
they just given up. You see, the environment of a cave is a dangerous place. Spiritually and, and physically, it's a dangerous place. And it can define who you are in the body of Christ. There's an expectation of the cave. David deserved his expectation in, in, in verse number 4. I looked on my right hand, and behold, beheld, but there's no man that would know me. Refuge filled me. No man cared for my soul. Here's David's expectation. David expecting somebody else to pull him out of his own situation. And he's looking everywhere around, but there's nobody around him. Have you expected somebody to help you when you went to them? You're in that, that struggle of life. And, and you thought that one person is the one that you could depend on. That one that you could go to. And, and they would help pull you out of that dark environment of your life. If I just tell them my problem, they'll understand what I'm going through. And they will pull me out. But you felt like when you went and talked to them, and when you left them, you felt worse off than you were before. The people that you trusted most, they couldn't even help you. And, and the reason why, the arm of the flesh will tell you that. There's only one Savior. Ma'am, your husband is not the Savior. Sir, your wife is not the Savior. Your pastor is not the Savior. There is only one in heaven. His arm is the only one to greet us to where we're at in that dark place. His ear can hear you in that dark place. Nobody else can help you. David said, I looked all around me. No one was there. There's no one to help me get out of this place. But they can't help me. Why? Because they are facing the same thing that I'm facing. How can you expect somebody that's spiritually in a dark place to help you get out of a spiritually dark place? We need to learn to lean on God and call for God in those times. Not depending on each other. It's great to have help, but God is the only solution to your problem. And we don't lean on Him as much as we should. They're in the same mistakes. They're in the same struggles that we are. He said, I found no refuge. Then he said, God you are my refuge. I am thankful that God is our refuge and very present help in troubled times. When nobody else you know that can help but you, you can always trust on the Lord helping you. Who have you been depending on lately? Who have you been depending on lately that has let you down? There are people that get 
their thrills when they make posts on Facebook. They want to see how many people are going to hit the like button or whatever or make a comment on it. And they sit there and watch and wait and watch and wait. And nobody makes a comment on their post. They're getting sad. They're getting upset. Waiting for that comment from someone else. But I find that a lot of people are doing the same thing. They're making a post and waiting on somebody else to make a comment. We're living in a day of it's all about me. live in a day where we talk to somebody and surely they understand. Surely they're going to help me. It's not. And a lot of times people turn to alcohol, people turn to drugs and thinking that's my solution, that's my answer. No, it's not. Because when the bottle runs out, you've got to go get another one. When the high goes away, you still got to get another one. There's only one place that you can go that's going to help you, that'll never let you down, and never let you Jesus Christ is the only one that'll ever help you. We see the environment, we see the, the expectation, but let me show you the encouragement of the cave. Verse 5, I cried unto the Lord, O Lord, I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall come pass about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. He said, here's the reason that I want you, Lord, to bring me out of this dark environment that I'm in so that I can praise you. I want to praise your name. The reason that we should be shouting tonight is ourselves because God has brought us out of those dark places. God has pulled us from the pits. We ought to be happy. To live and tell people that God brought me out of that miry clay and put me on a solid rock. You ought to be shouting that. And we need to tell everybody what God has done for us. We come out and we're going to praise God. We're going to praise His holy name. I, I want people to know what He's done for me. So shout, jump. Run, whatever you got to do, but let people know what God has done for you. I, I'm having the time of my life in church now. It's not that I don't have problems, because I certainly got problems. But it's when He brought me out of that cave, when He brought me out of that darkness, uh, and, and I made my mind up that I was going to tell the world what Jesus has done for me. God has been faithful to me. I will praise thy name. And David sure did praise his name. 
The righteous shall compass about me, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Here he is encouraging that comes from the cave. I've been in the cave, but I don't want to come out the way that I went into the cave. The problem is sometimes we get into a cave and we come out worse off than we were before we went into the cave. Because we let the cave dictate to who we are. You ain't got to turn there, but 1 Samuel chapter 22 is the account that we read right here in Psalms. David said, therefore depart thence and escape to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard, they went down thither to him. See, David's praying inside the cave, Lord, I, I have nobody. I have no one to help me. And everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them. And there was him about 400 men. You, you see this picture of David in this dark environment, all by himself. Doesn't know what to do. He don't think any help. Nobody cares about him. But he doesn't realize on the other side of the mountain, God's got 400 men. Coming up. God's got his, got his answer coming up then. He, he's praying on the inside. I've got nobody. But God says, oh yeah, you got somebody. I'm sending to him. And look who the ones that came. Those that were stressed. Those that were in debt. Those that were discontented. The ones just like David. Those came to him and they joined together with David. I tell you, when you're going through that dark, dark spiritual cave in your life, you have a church. You have a family that's there to encourage you. It's there to tell you, I'm here for you. There to tell you, I'm on your side. I'm going to join up with you and we're going to pray through this and we're going to come through this. You're not by yourself. God has sent us here to be a blessing to each other and not to each other, but everybody that comes around us, God has sent us here to lift up and encourage those that's in dark spiritual places tonight. And I know there's some of us sitting here in dark spiritual places. I know I am, I know. But I'm not going to let it define me. I'm not going to let it draw me down. I'm not going to let it make me give up on God. Because God has been too good to me. But we, as God's people, need to encourage each other. And you can, you can tell when somebody's in that dark spiritual times. You can tell. Just look at them. They don't have a smile on their face. They don't have the joy in their heart. You know that. And that's when they just need a encouraging word from you. I don't know what you're going through, 
So I'm going to stand here with you. I'll go through it with you. Don't let your dark spiritual times in your life define who you are. Because I'm telling you, as a child of God, you're greater than anything else. And God has got you in it 